Bow, yo, welcome back. Baller Central Podcast. We have a, a solo dolo episode today. Uh, the three guys are busy this week, par obligations, but the show must go on. It's your host, Phil, for this week. Let me get a better one. We uh, Elijah's the only one with the soundboard, so I got to improvise. So let's see, what else can we get? Uh, let's get a drum roll. Hey, we are here. Uh, just a quick recap. Um, we had the Super Bowl, uh, NBA games, et cetera, et cetera. But hey, today we got a, we got a good amount to talk about. Uh, got some topics down to, to chat. Uh, solo dolo. Feel free to, you know, I think if you're watching this on YouTube, comment down below any, uh, what's called, any debates you have with what I said or edit, if you have any. Uh, I know we're going over some of the uh, NFL season recap of mini one and then uh, a halfway awards for the NBA season. So let me know what you guys think about what I said. And if you have any, uh, uh, if you have any other picks, about, let me know. Yeah. A little bit of a strange intro, but Hey, we're here. Uh ball central podcast can be found on all social media platforms down below. You can read that uh, see, every Wednesday. Well, I think since we're, I'm recording this on a Thursday, it will be Friday at noon. YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. So make sure you follow all those if you want to hear us. Follow our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And we go we play video games on Twitch. So make sure you tune into that. So with that being said, Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs are your NFL Super Bowl champions as of this year. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles 38-35, to 35, I believe. So very, very high-scoring offense versus another high-scoring offense. It was a great match, 38-35. Uh, the over was 50.5, so definitely went over. Uh, it, Pat Mahomes, off a bum ankle, put on a sh- – well, he didn't – he was very slow the first half, but then picked it up in the second half. But then the best over was the Eagles' defense that had trouble showing up just because the Chiefs let – up zero sacks involved so uh the eagles had the eagles were performing very well off the first half but then as soon as the second half came along not much to show for it uh jalen hurts though 304 yard 300 total 340 total yards uh two passing touchdowns and a rush i believe overall very good game but he did have a very costly turnover to help give the chiefs momentum in the third quarter i believe uh nick bolton returned touchdown returned fumble touchdown so, I mean, just just like going off of that, uh, I think you know the Chiefs were very criticized off of their offseason from the previous year. No Tyree Kill, so th- they might worry about the offense. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have the two best weapons he has. He just has Kelsey, but, but through everything, they signed Juju. They got Kadarius Tony, who both who both played crucial moments in the game. Tony had the touchdown and the kick return, and then Juju has some clutch catches here and there, but. Through all the adversity and through everything, they still managed to get a, a one seed and make the Super Bowl run, even though a lot of people said they wouldn't. A lot of people had the, the Bills winning. A lot of people had the Eagles winning. Just, uh, not a lot of people had the, the Chiefs to come back to the Super Bowl, even though they've made it the last, what, three times out of the five years. So congrats to them. Also congrats to the Eagles. Very good season. Jalen Hurts, MVP candidate season. Uh, I don't think they're officially done as a Super Bowl can, uh, candidate. I think they'll be here for – a good amount of time as long as, you know, they focus on Jalen Hurts and probably improve that defense because the secondary 
could use some work because who knows who's going to stay, who's not. Bad Burgers might be a free agent and others. So as long as they, you know, keep that core together and we just got to see how they perform. So, hey, congrats. Mahomes got MVP, even though he deserves it after a clutch third and fourth quarter. I had to think that the Chiefs defense meant more to the game than uh, that just because you held the Eagles to a good 35 points. But you, you the second half, you stopped them when you needed to, to help get the momentum back to the offense. So I just think we need to acknowledge how great the defense did, even though 35 points allowed isn't always a good a total, but they stopped them in crucial moments to force a field goal, force a punt to help get the Chiefs back on the field. So uh, for the Chiefs, I believe, hey, keep doing what you're doing. You still, you have, I think Andy Reid is still going to be coached for a little while longer. So that's good. You still have Mahomes, Kelsey. Uh, I think try to beef up that O-line. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, will stay. The offense is decent. Uh, probably the secondary improve that improve the secondary. the The Chiefs' D line is good. Just basically make some small tweaks here and there, especially on the O line and secondary. You, sh- you should be fine. You should be able to contend for another for a repeat. Uh, the Eagles, like I said, secondary help. Uh, figure out what the O line is doing because the O line is up there in age. I don't know how long, how much longer Jason Kelsey is playing. One of the premier centers in the league, so probably look for some answers there and then probably get a replacement for Bradbury as well since he might be out the door. So so then uh, we have some of the biggest surprises for the NFL season. Uh, this is the good surprises because next we'll have the letdowns. Um, for the surprises, let me go with the Jag- Jaguars. Very, very One of the very top choices for this. They were struggling. Beginning the year, obviously, because you know they came off a rough season with the all the whole the whole drama with Urban Meyer and et cetera, but worked their way down. That the Titans and the Jaguars flip flopped at half time at the half of the season, and then they were able to jump jump them to get the season lead, and they got a very very impressive win against the Chargers. A comeback at halftime, they were down by like what twenty plus points. So I think the Jaguars were a very good surprise. Not a lot. Not a lot of people saw it coming. Especially everyone was looking down on Trevor Lawrence after that first year. But you know he they got a decent coach, and a, a, they made some good signings. Christian Kirk, uh, Evan Ingram, Alakon from the Falcons. A lot of good good pieces to help them compete. And compete is what they did. Uh, let's see two more. You know what? The Jets in the first half of the season and like near, like a little bit after the first half of the season was a good surprise, just because. Sauce Gardner, uh, Quinn and Williams, the defense looked very well, but then the offense, as soon as Zach Wilson stepped in, became stagnant. As soon as, and as soon as Brees Hall got injured, a lot of the offense had troubles because most of the Jets are a run first offense. And once that, once their top rusher went out of for the season, they continued to struggle because if Zach Wilson was throwing the ball a lot, he, the passes weren't made or they're intercepted. So. I mean, but they did have a good season the first half because they, they started off with a good record. They even beat the Bills and the Packers, so very good surprise. Uh, hopefully they can, you know, do better next season. with a, Hopefully with a different quarterback, whether it's Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, et cetera, et cetera, but, hey, we'll see. Um, another good surprise, you know, the, I'll say the Steelers. Uh, Mike Tomlin, uh, obviously you're expected to hit for him to go oh, at least 500 or more every season, but with the with the roster he had this year, uh, Kenny Pickett, Mr. Trubisky, no Juju Smith-Schuster and TJ Watt was out for three, four, or five games, and you still managed to do that. Very, very deserved uh, thumbs up. Or like I said, the Steelers fans always are used to championships and playoffs, but I mean, at least it's a, like a, a good thing to hang. It's a good sign. 
if your team's doing this well without the star player and you almost made playoffs because they were like on the edge of making the playoffs too. So shout out to them. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah. So the biggest letdowns, I'll have to say. Uh, oh, uh, Tennessee Titans. I mean, they were they won the play, they won their division last year. Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill. Obviously, the loss of an AJ Brown meant something because that offense looked wild without him. Uh, they even had Malik Willis looking uh, like he had no clue what he was doing out there. Uh, the Broncos, easy. Uh, Usain Russell Wilson, all the hype. The offense is going to be electric. You lose Javante Williams halfway. Uh, Cortland Sutton didn't show up. Jerry Judy showed up at the end of the season. Uh, good. The defense held its own because it was still one of the best defenses in the league, even with them shipping out uh, one of their best linebackers. Who was it? Who do they trade to the Dolphins? Well, let me check. Broncos trade. to Miami. Right, who was it? Bradley Chubb. Yeah. The defense was still holding up even with, with even without Bradley Chubb, one of the cornerstones, and they lost Von Miller the year before. So I mean dude I mean now they have Sean Payton, so hopefully the offense could get better. Um hopefully there's no he's not gonna sell for any of Russell Wilson's bullshit like the whole diva treatment, his office and parking spot, et cetera, et cetera. Everything has to be earned, especially with the way they performed last year. And uh, another obvious one, the Green Bay Packers, obviously Aaron Rodgers, you expect for him to be a uh, playoff contender year in, year out. But the offense, the wide receivers weren't on weren't on the same page this year. Christian Watson uh, had a decent season. He got some touchdowns here and there, but nothing more. Uh, Alan Lazard is most likely out the door because going off his last interview, he seemed like that he didn't want to be on his team anymore since Aaron Rodgers might be out the door. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon regressed mightily because last year he everyone was saying that coming into this season he would be uh like a maybe like a top 15 top 20 running back he he would be, he would have chances to produce but uh he didn't get that much he he didn't get that many chances to produce because uh his running wasn't there uh they would they favor Aaron Jones more and Aaron Jones might be out the door too so a lot of questions for the Green Bay Packers and their offense is it Jordan Love time is it time to rebuild I guess after Aaron after Aaron Rodgers' uh, darkness retreat, we'll find we'll see what happens. So, uh, what else? One uh, another disappointing team. Uh, the, 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 I mean, you can say the Dolphins because the whole Tyreek Hill acquisition, but like I said, uh, Tua had that scary injury with the concussions, so they didn't get. I mean, they didn't get a chance. But hey, it's football. Show must go on. Games must go on. They didn't make the playoffs, but I think with a healthy tool, they should make the playoffs next year. And the Buffalo Bills were also very disappointing. Uh, a lot of people beginning the season were crowning them football champions already, just for that, to, just for a disappointing performance at home against the the Bengals. I mean, you got to figure out what you want to do on offense. Josh Allen can't be your leading running back every single year, and he, he he did the same thing last year. Even though you guys traded for Naheem Hines, all, all, the only memorable th- memorable thing he did was two kickoff return touchdowns against New England. So. You guys got to figure out a running game. You have to have, get Stephon, Stephon Diggs some help just because Gabriel Davis and others are not going to cut it. Dawson Knox is here. It has limited opportunities, but he shows up at least when he's given the limited opportunities. So you guys got to figure out the offense. Maybe a D-hop or get a, get another receiver besides Diggs to, to help him out. So Josh Allen can spread the, spread the offense more. I don't have to try to be the leader rusher every single game. 
Uh, where else? Where else? Where else? Where else? I think that's good. Titans, Colts. Uh, oh, the Raiders. Uh, yeah, the Raiders had Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, Hunter Renfro was hurt, Darren Wall was hurt. Josh Jacobs was the leading rusher in the NFL, I believe. I think he finished as the first, the most yards. So, uh, Josh McDaniels, ugh, not a very good first season with them, six and eleven. I felt like if if you have that prolific of an offense, you have one of the best receivers added to your offense. That's that's how people win games. But a lot of a lot of people on different pages, it didn't mesh out. So it looks like Derek Carr is out the door already. So it's Jared Stidham time. Who knows if Dante Adams stays? Who knows if uh, Aaron Rodgers goes to the, the Raiders. A lot of question marks for the Raiders. So, hey, we got a whole long-ass offseason to figure it out. That was a letdown. And uh let's see. Some of the players I like, some of my favorite players I like to watch this year. Uh, I'm just going to list some of them off my fantasy team just because I draft them for a reason. I think I, Jalen Hurst was very fun to watch this year. Running, passing the ball, running the electric uh, Philadelphia offense with A.J. Brown, Goddard, and – uh, Devontae Smith, Dallas Garter is also one of my favorite tight ends to watch this year. Just like his commitment, his ability, his catching ability in the Super Bowl and this whole year was amazing. He had some really tough catches, and that doesn't get shown enough. Uh, let's see, hold on. Um, Jamar Chase, he was one of my fantasy wide receivers. Always a fun, always fun to watch. Uh, him and Joe Burrow connection is electric. Who else? Who else? Who else? I think that's it. Damian Pierce, uh, he was a uh, one of the candidates for Rookie of the Year. Didn't win it, obviously, but I think if you get a, a decent quarterback and a decent offense around them, I think Damian Pierce could make some noise in the future. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else, who else? Mm. Let's see who else. Who won the awards? Let me check. Mahomes was MVP, deservedly so. Any defense? Oh, yeah, the defensive. Oh, wait, that's all my team. Jack Jones was good on the Patriots for defense. Got some clutch interceptions, especially against Green Bay. Um, also, every a, a, a bunch of the San Francisco offense was fun, very fun to watch. Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, Purdy, and CMC all had a all had a good season. Uh, it showed that even when you all you need in that San Francisco offense is a, is a decent quarterback, not the best, and you, you can still produce. It was just tough that see him lose off of two quarterback injuries, and they wouldn't have any more quarterbacks on the list. So very tough to see that team lose. Uh, let's see. Um, who else? C.D. Lamb was also another good one to watch. Uh, Garrett Wilson. Both electric wide receivers. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm going off of uh, our host teams. Uh, I think that's let's see. NFC. Let me check the divisions. Um, Diggs always good to watch. Tyree Kill uh, racking up all those yards and receptions this year with with, with Tua, with Skylar Thompson, with Teddy Bridgewater was amazing to watch. Uh, Sauce Gardner putting up a defensive rookie of the year uh, candidate. Uh, a year was also very good to watch. Uh, J.K. Dobbins has some good running games. Mm. Also, a lot of question marks about Cleveland. We got to see how Deshaun Watson goes in, with a full year with the Browns. So excited to see that. Uh, I think okay, thanks everyone. And so, team MVPs. This is the where 
I'm going to give you the MVPs for, all, since we have time, since it's just me, all four of our co-hosts, um, the Jets, Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson, two easy choices. They're both the award winners. Sauce Gardner, Defensive Rookie of the Year, was a had an amazing season as, as, a, as a corner. Uh, he even got his own sponsorship by Buffalo Wild Wings. Sauce, come on, the Sauce Gardner. I don't know what it's called specifically, but great, he did had a great year. Garrett Wilson, another phenomenal, uh, another uh, phenomenal Jets rookie that had another good year, deserving to win the award. Uh, even with Zach Wilson, Mike White, and Joe Flacco, he managed to win the offensive rookie of the year. So that 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 deserves MVP of its own. So uh, the Cowboys. Uh, Michael Parsons obviously is your, is your choice for a team MVP for defense. Uh, when Dak was out, he carried he helped carry the defense to help them win games when they shouldn't have won games. Uh, for the for the offensive side, I'm gonna say Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard and or CD Lamb, just because uh, Tony Pollard had a lot of electric games. I knew I know because I had him as as one of my fantasy running backs. A lot of electric games, uh, receiving and running the ball. So a guy who could do both, and he definitely gave Zeke a scare this year for. Uh, his starting job. So it all depends if they can resign him or not. Because worst case scenario, I think Zeke or Pollard might be out. I don't think both of them are going to be on the same team this year unless Zeke takes a massive pay cut. Uh, see for the Giants, representing John uh, MVP Saquon Barkley for offense, and Dan you could say Daniel Jones as well. Uh, Saquon coming back from a major injury, and Daniel Jones with Brian Dable as their head coach improved uh, significantly from last year. His throws, he was making smarter passes. Uh, less turnovers, and when they, he made very, very clutch plays the, during clutch games, etc. During the Vikings, during the Packers games, he just showed a lot of improvement from last year. It was always great to see. Uh, defense, uh, defense, defense, defense. Mm, is that what it seems? I'm just saying the, the defense as a whole, just because. The, the defense was very clutch in keeping him in games. That was the main thing because the offense wasn't the best on paper, but the defense was was the MVP of them holding in games. Since I can't name anyone specifically, but their defense was the reason why they, they stayed in some of the games that they won. So tough to the defense. Uh, for the Patriots, uh, defensive MVP obviously met Judon. Uh, I think he was top five, top three in sacks uh, this year. Uh, always a wrecking ball. I'm glad we signed him from Baltimore. I think this is his second or third year going into New England. So excited to see what he does next. And offensive MVP, I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, Ramondre Stevenson. It's either that, it's either him or Jacoby, because I don't think Mac did enough to get that MVP from me this year. Uh, Jacoby always very always a reception magnet. Uh, gets receptions when he needed, and Ramondre. Uh, had a very good stretch where he was one of the, the top fantasy running backs of, of, of the league. Receptions, running, etc., etc. touchdowns as well. Uh, just a very costly turnover near the end of the year against the Ra against the Raiders and against the Bengals. But at overall, looking at it at a whole perspective, he still had a good year. So shout out to him. So Cowboys, Jets, Giants, Patriots. Okay, there's the four MVPs. Uh, let's see, next one. Teams to keep an eye on. So uh, next year, just a, a few teams that could maybe be on a uh, shocker alert. The Jaguars, of course, with they get they get Calvin Ridley back, so that offense is going to be even more dynamic with uh, Goddard. Sorry, not Goddard. Uh, Ingram, Kirk, and Marvin Jones. So they had an, even they had another weapon. 
And you thought you have to worry about Christian Kirk. They get even a better wide receiver than anyone on their roster. So uh, excited to see what Trevor Lawrence can do this season. Um, to the Carolina Panthers, depending on who they get a quarterback, because Derek Carr is available, Lamar Jackson is available, Aaron Rodgers is available. They get a, a decent quarterback. They could possibly win that division because Tom Brady's gone. Alvin Kamara could be off the team due to legal reasons. Uh, the Falcons are, are still in rebuild mode, so that division's wide open. And the Panthers, with a, a decent, comp, competent quarterback, they could win the division. So stay, keep an eye on uh, the Panthers. Uh, who else? Uh, the Broncos, I think uh, Sean Payton deserves you know the nod to say this could be the guy that turns around the disaster of last year. You're getting Javante Williams back from injury. You get someone who has been a legendary coach in the NFL with the Saints. So if someone can fix that mess that was the Broncos last season, it's him. So definitely keep an eye out for that. The Steelers, keep an eye on the Steelers. They're always someone you need to keep your eye on, no matter how they look. I think Kenny Pickett gets takes another step in his career. He improves a little bit more, and with with not Pickett, George Pickens. Uh, Pat Fryermuth and Najee Harris improving as well. I think they can make some noise. Maybe be a wild card team, but they'll definitely be you know fighting for that playoff for for the playoffs this year, especially with TJ Watt hopefully being available for a full season. Minka Fitzpatrick, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So look out for them. And and obviously look out, look out for the Jets. The, uh, um, the Jets. Uh, it all depends who they get their quarterback. Also, the three quarterbacks we need to look out for this year. Rodgers, Carr, and Lamar Jackson, wherever they go with the teams, look out for them. So the Jets, look out for the Dolphins as well. If everyone's fully healthy, they could definitely make – they could be a better team than they was last year due to injuries because they, they they missed Tua for a good amount of time, and they had to deal with Skylar Tompkins and Teddy Bridgewater. So hopefully they can improve from that. Okay. That was some of our NFL talk. Up next, we got some NBA talk, something I've been wanting to – get into for a while so first one most recently maybe like a week or two ago not recently but uh lebron james makes history he passes kareem abdul jabbar in the leader of points in the regular season he passed it against okc a little fade away over kenrich williams uh i'm the dumbass that chose hey i don't think he's making he's making history tonight i think he'll make history against milwaukee it makes the most sense kareem played for milwaukee and la it'll be in la Versus Milwaukee. So I'm thinking he doesn't score more than 30 and he breaks the record then. But nope. He decides to go for history and be, and faces the Thunder and scores 38 points, I believe. 38 points against the Thunder and gets the record. So shout out to LeBron. Definitely one of the greatest players in our generation, especially in my generation that I've, I've got to watch as a Celtics fan. All the games against the Cavs and the Heat, you know, having beaten LeBron and lost to LeBron plenty of times. So it's just nice to witness greatness in our our history is he the greatest scorer of all time that could be a good debate one will go down one we will have down the road because it's a lot of intangibles that goes with that efficiency how they scored how much they scored how many shot attempts etc etc so hey congrats to lebron for making history he he deserves it also some injury news Leon williamson has another setback in his young career uh, I think it's a hamstring injury or, or a lower body region injury, and he'll be missing more time outside of the, the all-star break. So uh, this the Pelicans team was a second-seeded team when he was healthy, so 
if Zion's healthy, the Pelicans can make some noise, but if not, they could easily be a first round exit. So, because this whole franchise lies on Zion being healthy, because I don't think they can contend with the other teams if Zion isn't healthy. So, and this has been Zion's knock his almost his whole career for the last two or three years. Zion can't say healthy this, Zion can't say healthy that. So, uh, well, my thing is just get, get healthy. Uh, maybe switch up your routines. Maybe that's the reason why, or I don't know exactly what his reasons are, but they need you on the court. And if you want to have a, a good NBA career, you have to be healthy. Availability is the best ability. So, so I mean, I enjoy watching Zion play because, you know, big body, rebounds, et cetera, alley, crazy alley-oops, power and everything. But he needs to also learn to take care of himself. Maybe develop that jump shot more so he's not in the paint as much, not banging bodies with all the other guys in the paint. So, hey, and also the Pelicans have a good team around him. Alvarado, Ingram, TJ McCollum, Jonas Valanciunas, Herbert Jones, uh, Trey Murphy. They have a very good team with depth. And with the right star player with Zion, they could definitely make some noise in the West. So I'm excited to see when healthy that Pelicans team perform. And, you know, very short, very short, short podcast from from me this week just because uh, we don't have everyone here and I don't want to, you know, waste your all time going off for an hour or two and just talking because obviously I, I we don't want to go on for forever because I think the shorter the podcast, the better because I don't think anyone's going to want to listen to a two hour long podcast or hour and a half. So we're doing our best to try to cut time down. So I think this is a good start in cutting time down since it's just me. Obviously, topics will go by a lot faster. This is just my opinion. So we got the last one of the day. The Halfway Awards. It says today is the last day. I'm recording this on a Thursday. It's the day before All-Star Weekend. It says All-Star Weekend starts on off the Friday. So this is the last game that we played for, for NBA teams for the next nine days, minus the All-Star game on Sunday and all the events coming up this weekend. So here are my picks for the Halfway Awards. Coach of the year, it might be a little bit biased, just a little bit, a wee bit biased, but, oh, sorry, this one. Coach of the year, Joe Missoula. Obviously, with all the drama going on with the Celtics in the offseason uh, with, um, I forgot his name already, uh, with with their coach, et cetera, et cetera, uh, their former coach, because I think they made it, today they made official as of Thursday, uh, February 16th, they made Joe Mazzullo their official head coach. So uh, what was his name? Damn. So with, with, the, with all the drama with uh, Neil Long and – I can't believe I'm blanking on this man's name. Uh, Celtics coach. Uh, I know when I look it up. How can I not remember his name? Oh, Ima, okay, sorry. Ime Yudoka. Ime Yudoka. A lot of drama with him and the whole allegations and the whole um, business office drama, which I'm not going to get into. But going through all that and having to step from your assistant coach role to the head coach role and leading the Celtics to a number one seed in the East and one of the best – and the probably the best record in the NBA right now, definitely deserves some praise because a lot of people expected like a, a step down with – Yudoka from Missoula, but with the way the Celtics have been performing, I think he deserves to be at the top of that list for coach of the year. So that's my pick. It could be biased, but hey, I'll admit it's biased, but hey, I think he deserves to have his name at least in a conversation with everything he's done. 
sixth man of the year. So a lot of people could, I mean, this might be another biased pick, but Malcolm Brogdon. But if I didn't have to be biased, it's either Wester Westbrook or Norman Powell. Because I think Wester Westbrook went from being a starter to a sixth man for the Lakers. I don't know what role he's going to have for the remaining uh, remaining year. Probably a starter because the Clippers are interested in him. Uh, the Bulls are interested in him. And the Heat are interested in him. And I think he'll be a starter on all those teams. So I think his name should be out of the conversation if he's going to be a starter rest of the year. So Brogdon and Norman Powell are both phenomenal scorers off the bench. Brogdon has had some very good buckets in games for the Celtics and Powell for the Raptors, I believe. So I think those names belong in the conversation. But if if Russell Westbrook is eligible, I think he should be able to be, have a name in the conversation as well. So, But if we're talking about the first half of the year, give it to Russell Westbrook just because he's had uh, good. He's had near triple-double games almost every single game. And he's one of the reasons why the Lakers have been decent. And the Lakers are one in five without Westbrook Westbrook. So if if you have, if I had to give a, a first halfway award to six man, it'll be Russell Westbrook. Defensive player of the year. We're we are heading to Memphis for this game. Jaron Jackson has been on a tear with blocks and holding down the paint this entire year. I think there was there was a stretch where he was averaging two, two to three blocks a game. And I think he still is. I don't know his exact uh blocks per game number but it should be close to maybe a look like high high 1.5 between 1.5 and 2.2 between that range but he has been an elite level blocker and holding on the paint so and plus i don't want to see i don't think rudy gobert has that enough to get that award again so i think jaron jackson is one of the elite top blockers in the league so him and Giannis is always Giannis is always in the conversation but i think jaron jackson has been that guy defensively this year so shout out to jaron especially with all the drama the grizzlers are going through after Josh saying he's found in the West and everyone moving to the West. So shout out, shout out to Jaron. Most improved. My another another biased pick, and hey, this is my pick, so you can agree or disagree with it. If you want, hey, if you if let me know what you what you guys what you guys um all-star picks slash award picks down in the comment section. If you're if you're watching on YouTube, let me know what you guys think. Also for the NFL stuff, what's your favorite player to watch, et cetera, MVPs, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, most improved, Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, he's been a bright spot for the Pacers this year. Bit, he was very nice with the assists this year. Uh, I think he was leading the league in assists uh, before he was injured. Now it's James Harden, but he's been a very nice playmaker this year. And shout out Wally Serbiak for giving him the fuel he needed. He called him a wannabe all-star. And now, you fast forward to now, he's an all-star. So shout out to Trace Halliburton. I think he deserves a, a, a nod in the conversation of most improved. I know the Pacers aren't the best organization competitive-wise, but he's been showing out, so he definitely deserves a nod. Rookie of the year. Uh, Benedict Matherin was leading the race early in the season, but uh, Paulo Bencaro has been consistent and has been showing out in, in Orlando, so I'm going to have to give it to Paulo. Uh, he's had he's been scoring well. He's been rebounding well. He's been assisting here and there. So overall, I think he deserves it off of those three off of those three things, just because he's been all three of those well and consistent. Ben Benedict Matherin has had some inconsistent games. He started, he was scoring well early on, but then it, obviously it kind of fell down a little bit because rookie wall. But I think Paul has done a lot of things differently well for Orlando. So I think he should get that shot at the award. Obviously, going off the first half. So, okay, last one, and then a little bit of an outro, a little thirty-minute, forty-minute podcast. 
Um, MVP. You're, a lot of people are saying Luca. A lot of people are saying Tatum, Giannis, Embiid. But there's one man in the West that that plays for the team that Carmelo and Allen Iverson used to play for, the Denver Nuggets. That man is Nikola Jokic. Triple-double machine. And I think I saw somewhere online, if Russell Westbrook didn't average a, a, a triple-double for so long, people would be more excited about Jokic shooting since he's a center. And I completely agree with that. We've seen too many triple-doubles in the last couple of years that it's gotten like stale. But Jokic is averaging a triple-double, and his team has the best record in the West. And they think top three in the whole NBA. So, I mean, yes, it's boring. Jokic is what it probably will win this for a third time in a row, but at the end of the day, you have to give it to the best player that's performing and winning. And Jokic is a perfect combo with that. He's averaging a triple double, not a lot of people are doing that. I don't think I think he's the only one, I believe. Luca is close, but I don't think he is. And he has the best record in the West and top three in the NBA. But I mean, you can't say Tatum because I think Jokic beats him in rebounds and assists. But like I said, Jokic has. All the he's one of the best playmakers, rebounders, and scorers in the league. Off of that, off the Ivan triple double because that's very hard to do. So yeah, Jokic is your MVP, whether you like it or not. Going off of it's it's hard to say anyone else at this moment because Luca, you could say Luca, but his Mavs are fourth or fifth in the West. And I mean, Kyrie Irving can help, but they're not too competitive roster wise. Tatum, best record in the East. And I think the best record of all time, uh, the best record currently in the NBA, but his rebounds and assists are lacking. And his, his his shot efficiency hasn't been the best this year sometimes. Sometimes he does have those games where he goes four for 19. Uh, Embiid, he needs, to, he needs to be healthy. I think Embiid, and, Embiid has a solid case. Giannis always has a solid case, but the Bucks have been slipping here and there. It hasn't been too competitive because they haven't been fully healthy. So it's hard to put Giannis there. So it has it has to be Jokic. Sorry to say it, but it is what it is. So, um, yeah, a, a short podcast, no draft because obviously it's only me this week. So just a reminder: if you're watching this, uh, our NBA um, All Star Weekend charity, our third annual one, is coming up this weekend. So this Friday through Sunday, it's me and Akeem team. Left, right, you can see by my little name tag. Versus Elijah and John, Team EJ, Mina Keem will be uh, will be playing for the charity of the United Negro College Fund, the UNCF, and Elijah and John will be representing the charity of the American Red Cross. So, uh, the same uh, concept as last year, but with teams. Uh, also, we changed it up a little bit with the setup. Uh, we picked all the events: so Rising Stars, Skills Challenge. Uh, dunk contest, three point contest, etc., etc., and the all star. And we drafted since the all star game players won't be picked until the until like minutes before the the game. We did we did a draft like last year. So uh, with every right pick and the in the all star events, so rising stars, skills, three point and dunk, you get ten point. You get ten dollars added to your charity. But with the wrong picks, you get five. So that way you win no matter what. So, so that way the charity gets money either way. And for the all-star draft, we already did it. It should be uploaded later today. I don't know what time. I'm trying to figure that out. Maybe I think we I think we uploaded it at five. 
not gonna lie. So at 5 p.m., check out the video. All our all our picks and our draft picks will are made there. So the, the team with the highest amount of points gets ten dollars out of their charity, and the, and the, obviously the second highest will get five. So uh, another charity event for for a good cause. I'm excited to see how this plays out. And I just I, I like my picks because uh, Akeem was busy, so obviously I had to draft for myself for the team, and then obviously Elijah and John drafted for their team back to back. So I'm excited to see how this draft goes. So um, with that being said, this has been another Ball Central podcast episode. Obviously a short one because it's just me this week. Uh, let's see, just a reminder: you can find us down below YouTube, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Anchor Wednesdays or Fridays at noon. So thank you for tuning in. And next week, we get to go over the results of the All-Star Weekend Charity. I'm excited to see how that breaks down. And with that being said, we will see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in, and deuces.